0: Hello all, welcome to the Lunar C Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 286, and today we'll be talking about In Dreams and Bismuth Casual from Steven Universe Future. I'm GC13.
1: I'm Isabel. I'm Sophia.
0: And I'm David. So, I finally got one right. I finally had a correct prediction about something in a trailer being a dream sequence. Although, to be fair, since we knew the episode was called in dreams they may as well have had somebody in the trailer saying we wanted to include another dream sequence in this episode so that's what it takes for me to get it right
1: don't you're giving yourself a pat on the back for being able to read
0: (laughs) i i um
2: yeah (laughs) steven you know i had a prediction that steven would appear in this episode and it turned out that (laughs) was the case so
1: correct david your (laughs) your fortune telling skills never fail
2: uh, yeah, I'm just like uh, the great, oh crap, what was uh, what was Stephen playing
1: as a robot? The great uh, Zolt- no, yeah.
2: no, Zoltron. Zoltron, no.
0: the great Zoltron, Z- Zoltron, almost as great as Zoltron. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll take my wins <laughs> where I can get them. I'm really bad about predicting dream sequences, so that's what it takes, okay?
1: Uh, anyone else here with this episode get the feeling that maybe it's a little bit critiquing the fandom? Just a little bit.
0: They do that from
2: <laughs> well, time to time, yes. Mm. You know, I was actually, I think it was with um, the last episode that either Camp Pining Hearts appeared in, or some other similar episode where I was reading an interview with Rebecca Sugar, and they also asked her, like, hey, are you guys, like, kind of, like, poking fun at the fans for the way that they react to your show? And Sugar was actually like, no, it's actually, like, how the crew sort of feels about this stuff. So I feel like sometimes these things also come from them. So like, yeah, when Par- <laughs> when, they're, when both Peridon and Steven were like, I mean, it's really, you want to draw the comparisons because like it's even the Camp Finding Heart show is like, it's also their extended season. What, what was the title of this one? It wasn't Future. It wasn't Camp Finding Hearts Future, but it was something it's like, like ne- that.
1: Next Generation, I think.
2: Right. But I feel like it's sort of how the creators the, or the universe sort of feels about just the type <laughs> of shows they watch too.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, Peridot's storyboarding, (laughs) I was gonna ask, like, where did she learn to draw, but I sort of answered it pre-podcast recording that gems do have a whole lot of free time not having to work or sleep. Well, and
2: Peridot's uh, a genius and fantastic, as she, you know, proudly (laughs) proclaims, so...
1: Yeah, I bet she watched a lot of How to Draw Manga YouTube videos. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: really liked how Peridot was portrayed in this episode, because early on it's like, oh, Peridot, how dare you? When she's ignoring Steven, because he finally is trying to open up to somebody, and she's like, okay, shut up and press play. But (laughs) that's because she can't realize the things are going on with Steven. But when she sees in that dream, like him explicitly saying, I am not okay, she has the response that we wanted her to have early on in the episode, and so that was very cathartic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very Both of these episodes of her. were great, actually, for, like, they took two episodes to be nice to Steven. This is, this is our hope spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was really uh. proud of Peridot for her, her maturity. Like, she's never really been good at picking up social cues, and that's fine, but like, when the signs are obvious, she, she knows how to be a good friend. It was so sweet. Like, I still cry a little bit thinking about it. About their hug, like, and per- and the voice actri- the voice acting was so good. So yeah. good.
2: Well, and don't forget Visorless Peridot. I mean <laughs> yes! that's when you know the moment's <laughs> real, right? Her
1: eyes oh. color confirmed, which was a huge surprise to everybody. They're
2: green. <laughs> yeah, that was just that was really touching. They are um, a dark I'm glad green. they waited for this moment that was just like this mm-hmm. really small, really sweet, really you know, touching moment.
1: Yeah, but I have a really important question. How are they attached to her face?
2: <laughs> well, she's just apparently, apparently just like balancing them like Neo in the Matrix the whole time, right? Like there's like just l- a little suction there.
1: cup on like the sides of her temples. You know how you have those like eyeglasses where they don't have the little hooks over your ears? It's like a suction cup on your forehead. It can't be for Peridot because one, her gems on her forehead, and two, the glasses don't cover her forehead. But like, I'd like to imagine little suction cup you know, repurposed for maybe, like, a Nerf dart or something.
2: (laughs) I was just looking at how Garnet's visor also sits on her face, but I guess Garnet's nose is a little more prominent than Peridot's. Oh, does she have, does it go behind her ears? Do gums have ears?
1: Yeah, she's pulled out (laughs) her whole glasses before, and it's been, like, an actual pair of glasses. Oh, okay. Fake fan, David. I'm disappointed. Fake
0: fan? (laughs) I mean, I'm just gonna say, their bodies and their visors are... Both projections from their gem, so they are where their gem wants them to be. Actually, no, her new glasses, though, aren't like that, aren't they? They're more like... I don't know about her new glasses. Okay. I don't know
1: about her new glasses.
0: I mean, did anyone else... I mean, I I had seen Stefan in the trailer that they put out, but I was... I was not prepared for how disturbing he would be in the episode itself. (laughs)
1: I that's that's a really interesting idea of masculinity that you have there, Steven. Like, did you watch a lot of Johnny Bravo? <laughs> like what I mean,
2: and he's had this picture of himself in the future since so many birthdays, but I was so happy to see it realized this way. Like, those eyebrows were hilarious. And also hearing Zach Callison put on that like sexy man voice was oh incredible. My God. Oh, oh, it was terrible, but in the best
0: possible way.
2: (laughs) Oh, I mean, man, just seeing Camp Piney Hearts realized without any of the, you know, like TV static in the way was just amazing. I mean, we had talked before about how we wanted to see these shows within shows and spinoffs, but I I think this was a pretty good way to get it realized. Although having Yellow Diamond show up as a pineapple and (laughs) uh, I I don't know what any of that means. (laughs) Reading into the...
1: That symbolism is a little bit harder, like like the dog copter floating off and then the gems floating off. Like you can kind of piece together there, like Mm Stephen afraid of losing his childhood or losing his family. But I don't, mm I don't get. Yeah, the
2: diamonds. I I can't tell if it's just like past trauma because you know the giant injector is there too, or you know is it? I still wonder if he has some problem with the diamonds that's not being said at all. But you know maybe not because in. The skating episode following this one, he brings up White Diamond again and the fact that she t- tore his gem out of his body, so that's clearly on the forefront of his mind a lot these days.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, Ley, yeah, let me just bring up my deepest trauma to two complete strangers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to be relatable. At one time <clears throat> my grandmother tried to kill me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: well, all the stress comes from his mother's side, you know.
1: Well, no, he We they did have the DiMeo incident. But that kind of turned out okay. (laughs) I mean, it's it's hard to match the stress level of an intergalactic alien empire.
2: And your racist uncle.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like your racist uncle, you know, you can get a restraining order.
0: Or
2: redeem him, because it's Steven Universe.
0: (laughs) I'm just imagining... Andy and White Diamond together at the table for Thanksgiving, both of them all a little bit liquored up, and both finding that they have a lot of opinions in common. <laughs> <laughs> they both think do that there see, are some no. inferior species. Yikes.
1: Do you see, I would like oh my God. to know where in the world you're going to get the volume of liquor required. For. <laughs> <laughs> the gems have an intergalactic
0: uh, empire full White of Diamond. gems with nothing better to do with their time right now.
1: Okay, but okay, no, actually, <laughs> all I can hear beings. is Pearl
0: saying,
2: "I'm drinking tonight."
1: Stop. <laughs> well, like human beings take up brewing as like a little side hobby. Like I could imagine Jem's just doing it, not drinking Captain it, Captain Picard but style. You know, it. like Pearl has all that <laughs> toilet paper, so clearly if there's an interest, there's a market for doing pointless human activities. I mean, it was <laughs> for you anyway.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh. I mean, I I love that. Here, uh, try using this. Seems to work for Pearl. Well. Yeah, Steven's like, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Do we want to transition to the next episode?
0: Oh, we can, uh, we can talk about Bismuth yes. Casual a little.
1: Yeah, uh I have so a question. Like, Steven, shouldn't the human you should really be trying to form a connection with is a therapist? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Like, all these random teens is fine and dandy, but, like, let me get you a business card.
0: I keep asking, is that lady from Pickle Rick available?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Get those deep insights. Yeah, man, Steven is, uh, you know, at least he opened up to Peridot last episode, and now he's revealed similar feelings to Bismuth. I I wonder if those are going to come up next with the core crystal gems or what, but. Seemingly, if he addresses it with enough people, everyone will at least be aware. I mean, already, all of the human like residents were aware of Steven's problems because he forced them to be aware of them in a bubble. <laughs> um, there's not many characters left who don't know he's experiencing this trauma. And I don't think the gems were that dumb when they heard what the cactus said. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I'd like a little bit of... Well, no, because every time somebody's prodded Steven to say if he's okay, he's completely shut them down, right? So he kind of has to acknowledge there's a problem and want to fix it, and acknowledge that he needs other's help to fix it. Because he's not usually the one who likes accepting help. He's usually the one who does the helping.
0: I'm gonna say this, though. When when he was having that conversation with Bismuth, and she said that, oh, I don't want to hold Pearl back, she's doing her own thing, I'm like, oh, you just said the exact wrong words for Steven to hear right now, but you really <laughs> turned it around.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, Pearl was there to do her own thing, Versus Connie was there to hang out with Steven, which is what Bismuth said. So that, that kind of just followed a train of logic.
2: Yeah. But also, by pearl Biz-Pearl, Bismuth and Pearl, holy crap.
1: of <gasps> 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 Left field! Five years of shipping discourse I have witnessed firsthand in this fandom. And nobody was expecting this.
2: Nobody! Which is funny because Bismuth was, you know, flirty with Pearl from the moment that we met Bismuth. And it's. even in the art book, Rebecca had explicitly yeah, written like, that Bismuth mm-hmm. sort of has that relationship with Pearl.
1: Everybody's mm-hmm. flirting with Pearl.
2: Well, like, <laughs> come on. It's hard for the gems not to be, sure.
1: <laughs> gems, humans, anybody. A Pearl's just a catch.
2: Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, there's something right about this.
1: Yeah, I could not be more thrilled.
2: I didn't see the episode before I heard the chatter about it. And so I thought they were going to fuse, which was like, I was just like, oh, man, I can't believe I found out about that. But then the episode ends with, obviously, their relationship is not that advanced yet. Although, not that gems can't fuse before they get romantic, but still. So I'm still waiting on that. (laughs) Six episodes to go
1: on that. It's funny, the episode (laughs) was starting and Bismuth was all sheepish. And I'm like, oh, it's because, you know, she's never hung out with humans. And then Pearl's like, no, 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 unbutton your shirt. Show like, off that cleavage. <laughs> no, show off them forearms. Which, like, to lesbians, that's the real. That's that's the big deal. <laughs> that's the, the real. <laughs> and like, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And but then they like totally just went for it, and I was like, no way, no way. That was like, I think my biggest takeaway from these two episodes is like, no way, <laughs> no way. Like, you know, finally, there's the, after two billion pearl ships. <laughs> that have like had a chance in the past five years. This is the one that that gets canonized. And honestly, I'm perfectly thrilled with this. You're it's pearl yeah. thrilled with it. Yes, I don't have to worry about speaking nicely, G.C. This is a podcast; you can edit it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not live. This speaking is speaking of video.
2: imperfect. I really, I mean, there is nothing more succinctly like. Rebecca Sugar feeling than having Pearl's favorite song be the Cam's Camshaft jingle like that was <laughs> amazing there's just something so like I could just see like past Rebecca Sugar writing a webcomic in this same like there's just it's so I don't even know it's just so personal and it's just funny and yeah it already fits in with what Pearl is but it just reminded me of also that webcomic that Sugar had that was like the two brothers and then they like one of them got in an accident or something and they could only bond over the simpsons but it's that same idea of like this weird like little cultural icon that connects you when it's not quite sensible and for it to be like an ad but then it later connects bismuth and pearl in that dance is just really really overly sweet and i i love that
1: it is and it's also so pearl it's so pearl she's like <laughs> i'm gonna get into human things I'm going to get into human things, such as toilet paper and <laughs> radio commercial jingles.
0: <laughs> no, it, it's very Pearl, but I, I don't know. There's just something about that scene in the car when she's like, oh, I love this song, Turn It Up. It's like, I hear Dee Dee there, not Pearl. It's the <laughs> strangest thing.
1: Huh. Maybe maybe Dee, Dee was like really identifying with that moment. I mean, it's a really
0: catchy song. Yeah, well, I feel like of of all the
2: voice actors that have merged with their characters the most, I feel like Dee Dee definitely took on Pearl the most with, like, at least at Comic-Con appearances and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I
0: definitely, I feel that. I hear every season, Dee Dee has to go in for nose reduction surgery because it keeps growing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they keep converging. Well, I'm saying,
1: like, when you have to characterize, like, four different characters with the same name and have them have different personalities just conveying from your voice. Like you have to kind of solidify your personal idea of what the personalities are like. So she's got the moves though. She's got the
2: moves. Oh no, no. Stevani had the moves in this episode. Oh, That skating sequence was gorgeous. I mean, the song was amazing. I love a callback to like last one Mm -hmm. out of beach city where we had like another human song and like these episodes had those parallels. But I mean, Stefani, holy yeah. crap! It was they just
1: stole the know. show.
2: Yes, and <laughs> oh my goodness, love. Yeah, love I've them. never felt like them. it's
1: such a such a pure representation of what feeling yourself looks like. Like they were feeling themselves, and it tied in
2: so well with the song too. Like what a perfect choice.
1: Yeah, and then then they were holding themselves. Only I can do that. Yes, right. Which of course totally. Works. Was the song written for this episode or was it just a song? No, it's a that song that already exists.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: But that that singer is also the person in the new credits theme. So there's definitely, mm-hmm. um, which that one was obviously written for Steven Universe. So I, I love that the universe has these connections, though, to other songwriters. It's awesome.
1: Interesting. Interesting. So I want all of you guys to put on your tinfoil hats because I have <laughs> Like Steven needs? <laughs> um, yeah, ha, ha, ha. I completely forgot about that joke. So I am 100% convinced, and I will put money on this, that Ooh. the starlight roller ring in the episode is based off of the Moonlight Rollerway in Glendale, California. The interior looks exactly the same. I went there for my last birthday on their LGBT night, which they have every single Wednesday. And so, and it's like really like culturally significant. It's like one of the, it's super old. It was there since the 40s. And all of like LA LGBT know about it. And roller ranking is like, it's just gay. Inherently. (laughs) Inherently. And so.
2: Does it have the same window thing that DJ Sour Cream was behind?
1: Yes, but it's on the corner of the wall, not in the middle of it. But I imagine the, the, well, that's probably enough. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. but the skate rental's in the same place, the snack area's in the same place, the bathrooms are in the same place, although the last time I was there, they were not gender inclusive, so.
2: Right, Steven Universe is already doing
0: better, and it's all Right? Yeah, I saw a lot of excitement about that one.
1: Yeah, and it was funny, because I went there on my birthday with two other trans people there, and I remember it's like, they have a LGBT night every Wednesday, and they don't have gender inclusive bathrooms, which was interesting. But it was still a fantastic place. You can look it up, like, go- like moonlightrollerway.com and look at the interior pictures because it looks exactly the same. And it's funny because, like, you even enter in the same spot that Steven did. And it was, like, I, I like, freaked out because I felt like the the crew was spying on me because I also <laughs> had not skated before when I went there. But I'm a lot more like gung ho when it comes to new experiences. So I was just constantly falling on my face the whole time (laughs) and endangering the lives of those poor gays minding their own business. (laughs) Like I was trying to skate backwards and do all the dances and stuff within the first 10 minutes, but that's beside the point. Look it up. I'm right.
2: See, this is the amazing part. I'm right. The specific references in Steven Universe do exactly that though, right? Like you feel called out and you're like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) They've had the same experiences as me, which I love that.
1: Or his f- he fell straight on his face and then slid a little bit, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, "That that may have been me a little bit." Oh God, I
0: was I was waiting for Stephen to say like. You know that that's okay. I, I could be thrown at this building hard enough to reduce this whole place to a crater, and I would be just fine. Falling on my face <laughs> is going to do nothing to me. It's just the internal emotional uh, destruction yeah. where it hurts. Yeah, he, he has internal damage. His hurt is on the inside.
1: Well, yeah. Like when I went, <laughs> it was so crowded that like if you tripped and fell, you were gonna take a couple people with you, or <laughs> you have to get out of the way in time. <clears throat> But it was great. Like, there were people dancing like Stevani and just absolutely feeling themselves the whole night. It was great just watching them just go off. Or, like, they have, like, these two people do, like, a little dance in the middle of the ring and everybody watched, and that was fantastic. Like, if anybody lives in the Southern California area, Moonlight Rollerway. Unforgettable experience. And it's from Steven Universe.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like someone needs to put together a travel package for all the locations in Steven Universe from the, like, actual <laughs> beach city and the actual Funland Arcade to, we just you know, need to We else.
0: need to start shipping out as seen on Steven Universe signs to these places, see if we can get them to display them.
1: <laughs> that'd, be, um, that'd be a big travel fee, like, you'd have to go to Korea, and then you'd have to go to the East Coast, and then the West Coast, and then the middle of Russia, because that's where people are theorizing the Lunar Sea Spire is.
0: Yeah, No, no, that's where the Galaxy Warp is supposed to be, even though it makes no sense for it to be anywhere but (laughs) off the East Coast. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't think you can paddle three hours to Beach City from the middle of Russia, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Lapis is just, like, really fast. She did fly back to Homeworld, so that's clearly, like, past the speed of light, but we'll see. (laughs) Another thing I noticed in the background, the name of the pizzeria is I think Angstromboli or something.
0: Oh yes, I was looking angst. at that. <laughs> oh, the
1: Angst was hidden <laughs> yeah.
0: sub literal, uh-huh. literal subtext. Nice. I did not think that
1: <laughs> Well this kinda this kinda goes with my last comment where it's funny how in the original show Steven gave Lars a hard time for caring so much about looking cool to impress and to make friends. And now Steven's doing the same thing. Uh, it's like, man, being a teenager kind of sucks, doesn't it, Steven? So <laughs> doesn't
2: <thing>. it, Steven? <laughs> so, yeah, these episodes were happy, and but yet yeah. we already know that Steven and Connie are probably going to uh, <sighs> not be okay yeah, in a very yeah. soon episode, which is mm. uh, oh, uh, mm-hmm. terrible.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, Steven's clearly, like, wanting to pursue a relationship with Connie, but having absolutely zero idea how to even begin that. Like, like you guys are seeing it too, right? Like, cause when he was being Stefan, right? And how the, what was her name? Jasmine. Jasmine. I thought, yeah. How Jasmine turned into Connie right before he was about to kiss her. And mm, I'm
2: like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that moment too. Like, the fact that she was obsidian. What does that mean? Is it as symbolic as like, You know, when Miss Maheshwaran was Yellow Diamond, that only mildly made sense too, just because he was with Connie, and so...
1: I think he's a little afraid of Connie and how she'd react to him wanting to do that. Because I don't even know if he's honest with himself that he does have those feelings.
2: Well, yeah, that's been there, hasn't it? Where he isn't quite sure how he even feels about Connie, because he always wants it to be It's, like, sweet and innocent, but also he just assumed, you know, when he was 14 that they were going to be together and she'd be the president. So, there's, like... Yeah,
1: but, like, in a very sweet sort of um, little kid way, where it's, like, we're going to get married when we grow up. (laughs) But now he's, like, a hormonal teenager and suddenly getting all these feelings, and he's, like, oh, wait a minute, and then realizes what, like, romantic love actually feels like, and he has no idea how to process it, especially since they've been friends for so long. Like, that's hard. That's hard to be like, am I willing to jeopardize this entire relationship for a chance to make it different?
0: That makes sense, why she would be obsidian. I just, I I thought it was like the yellow diamond being a pineapple. It's like, yeah, I guess she's a little spiky on the outside, but then (laughs) what similarity (laughs) does blue diamond have with Sour,
1: sour and hurting the inside of your mouth on the inside. Like, (laughs) (laughs) terrible on pizza on the inside.
2: If I had to pick blue fruit canned. for Yellow Diamond, I guess Pineapple would work. Besides the color similarities.
1: Yeah, new Spongebob remake. And Yellow
2: Diamond. <laughs> yeah, people really, <laughs> really caught on with that. Who lives
0: in a pineapple down by the river?
2: <laughs> that Blue Diamond Dolphin was so much more cursed and awful looking, though. Especially that they kept the hair loop. Which just doesn't yeah! make any sense yeah! because it's supposed to be resting on like her body, but instead it's just
1: free perfectly floating.
2: formed, free floating. Yeah,
1: maybe it's like like part of her skeleton. They don't <laughs> like have <horns>. skeletons. <laughs> well, yeah, but they have wow. like, hard structures and soft structures. Yeah, right? yeah. So they clearly have some form of skeleton. Like the gems yeah. when you touch them, I mean, aren't they can like- get bruised. Yes, they do. We've get seen bruised. Paradox at yeah. bruised, so Yeah, and if you like you know, if a gem touches something, it doesn't clink like a piece of metal. <laughs> right? Like they yeah. have they have squishy and then like <laughs> structure on the inside. <laughs> oh man. Do we have any other comments in here? I wanna know
0: what body Jasmine buried. In that episode, like, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, that's uh, a pretty really uh, dark! That was really dark! It's probably like a um, squirrel or something. No, but like, it we was, we was a human <laughs> body. If
2: you assume it's a human body, no, I. It was a human body. I, want, I miss more jokes like that. <laughs> that reminded that me of like so a That was so dark. I
1: was like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was like a mannequin. It <laughs> It was. It was, it was a, an abused CPR mannequin.
0: That's what it was. Which, let
1: me say, being in, in medicine, they're all abused.
0: Well, since we're doing Spongebob references, why why couldn't it have been a health inspector? <laughs> <laughs> they killed the health inspector.
1: Oh, I was thinking of Ratatouille, <laughs> that health inspector. Wait,
0: did they, they didn't kill, kill the him. health inspector
2: in Ratatouille? No, they didn't
1: kill oh. him. They no. tied him up and kidnapped him, but then they released him, which is why the restaurant shut down.
2: Oh. Man, I forgot almost all of the plot of Ratatouille except that you know. I've
1: recently rewatched Ratatouille. Oh, okay. It's really good.
0: Yeah. 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 So, and any any further thoughts, Isabel?
1: Uh, nope. Just looking forward to next week, but it's it's gonna go downhill from here. Yikes. Oh yeah,
0: this was our this was our hope spot. This was to make us think that Stephen is finally getting where he needs to be, but he is not there yet.
1: Oh yeah, Steven has a long way to go before he hits rock bottom. And he's gotta Mm -hmm. hit rock bottom before he's gonna be able to. uh, Which, I'm surprised he's not already really close to there already. Because he did kind of, like, insult the gems to their face, not kind of to their face. You know, trapped a bunch of people in a bubble. Like, threatened the life of people. Like, Pearl had to step in and defend Pink Pearl from Steven. Like, that's pretty intense.
2: Well, one of the episode titles we got that we didn't get to talk about last week is that Steven is visiting a real hospital for the first time. So maybe he's Mm. a psychiatric hospital. (laughs) Well, (laughs)
1: can we put this boy on a 5150? Uh,
2: But he, uh, yeah, he needs something. Although, you know, strangely enough, like, like we said, he's, he's gotten positive affirmation and, and stuff from everybody, but obviously at some point that isn't enough when your internal struggle is is greater than that, right? Like, if he's dealing Mm -hmm. with problems. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, like, everyone externally is seemingly supportive of him. But clearly, he's dealing with more than that. And I feel like we still need more of that to come out. Like, we know that he feels like he's being left behind, almost like Spinell. And also, Mm -hmm. they really need a Spinell moment coming up, because it really feels like his Mm -hmm. problems connect with hers, although he wasn't trapped for thousands of years alone. But he he really needs to come out about some of these other things that seem to be hidden under the surface in his dreams and you know because he's he's way too angsty just for people, you know, abandoning him even though they're not quite abandoning him yet, except for literally Lars, but you know.
1: Yeah, I think he has to kinda come to terms with all the things. Cause remember in um the episodes where where he he sacrificed himself to Homeworld and came back and Connie was upset with him and stopped talking to him. And he was so upset about that and, like, engrossed in that. And all the other gems were like, oh, we saw something super traumatizing on Homeworld. And it's, like, Steven prioritized Connie first. But, like, let's also talk about the traumatizing stuff on Homeworld a little bit.
2: Right, more. I think that stuff did affect him, too. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. The, it's been the personal and that Like, now it's all culminating. Not only does he have all this personal stuff, he's afraid that he's not human enough. And, he, of course, we've had that plot going since... Well, since Steven and Connie showed off Stevani to Greg and then we had the mm-hmm. whole human, human thing, beings. him clutching his gem at the end. And, you know, now we've had that carried here to he doesn't know how to, you know, hang out with Connie's friends or introduce themselves to him without bringing up his trauma. <laughs> he has all these things going on. Uh, and we've got eight more episodes. We got eight more.
0: Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's It's really easy to connect with teenagers. All you have to do is complain about work or school and then floss and they like you, so
2: <laughs> Good tips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and
0: then floss.
1: <laughs> so and then uh, no, I'm not joking. <laughs>
0: so that's why Marco stunt flosses all the time. Anyway, I'm worried about Stephen next week, but we'll be watching to see uh see what happens to him. I'm uh I got a feeling it's not gonna be as happy as this week was. Until then though. I'm GC13.
1: I'm Isabel. I'm Sophia.
0: And I'm David.
1: Leave us a review on iTunes.
0: Later everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit lunarceasefire.com.